welcome to this week's edition of the Taught by Grace podcast. We will explore God's Word to learn how we can live by God's grace and for His glory. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Here's your host, Noah Hooper. People will be wise according to one of two different standards. We will either be wise according to the world or according to God. The world has wisdom and God has wisdom. Throughout this passage, James never says that the world doesn't have wisdom, but he's very clear that it is not true wisdom. It is not wisdom that comes from God. He puts a clear divider between the world's wisdom and God's wisdom. So we need to know the difference because we have wisdom according to one of these two standards. In this section, James poses the question, who is wise? In fact, this section begins with that question. He says in verse 13, Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? It was the intellectual's time to shine in the congregation. They may have zoned out at the beginning of the letter when James showed that God has a free offer of wisdom to all who need it. They didn't need to ask God for wisdom because, of course, they were already wise. Now I imagine that their eyes lifted up when this part of the letter was read, who is wise? And they thought, well, I'm wise, so I need to hear this. When James asked this, I wonder if they thought, you know, I wonder what Pastor James is going to ask us to do to show off our wisdom. Maybe he wants us to teach. Maybe he wants us to show these imbeciles how things are done. James did have something for them to do to display their wisdom, but it wasn't what they would have thought. Who is a wise man and and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. In the next phrase, we see that the wise people James is asking for are not those who are wise according to the world's wisdom, but they are wise according to God's wisdom. More than asking who is wise generally, he is specifically asking who has the wisdom that comes from God. Those that are wise according to God's wisdom will not show off their wisdom, but they will display their wisdom through a humble, God-glorifying life. Do you want to know whether or not you are wise according to God's wisdom? That is how. Your wisdom will manifest itself in a humble God magnifying life, it will show itself through good works. If you like these folks, think yourself to be wise, but that is not how your wisdom is displayed. You do not have the wisdom that comes from God. That is what James goes on to point out in verses 14 through 16, which will be the focus of this episode. You may think that you are wise, but if your wisdom looks like these verses, you're not, you're fooling yourself. You don't have God's wisdom. You have the world's wisdom. That is why in verse 14 he said, But if ye have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. This leads us to a very important conclusion about the difference between God's wisdom and the world's wisdom. It is fundamentally rooted in the heart. Wisdom will show itself outwardly, but the character of our wisdom is determined by what's in our hearts. Verse 14 shows that what's in the heart disqualifies a person from answering 
I am wise. So what is it that dis- disqualifies a person from saying, oh yeah, I am really wise when James asks who is wise? It is bitter envying and strife. That, this is an interesting phrase that describes the partnership that disqualifies a person from being truly wise. Bitter envying describes a heat, zeal, or fervor, all of which may be good, but not when it is known as bitter. This is a rotten zeal, a putrid heat, and a rank fervor. It is a passion that absolutely stinks because its partner is strife. This word means more than just causing division or problems. But the word shows that it's about electioneering for an office in the church. This is a passionate de- desire to put yourself ahead at all costs. That is what is meant by the word strife. It is the same word that Paul used in Philippians 2 when he urged that godly church to let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. He was saying, don't do anything to lift yourself up or put yourself ahead. Strife says, I deserve to do this or to do that. I deserve to sing, to preach, to teach in this church, and I will do whatever I can to put myself ahead. You say, well, I don't think that way outwardly, but James said this is in the heart first. It begins with a desire to say, I deserve that. I deserve to get ahead. This kind of thinking is what disqualifies a person from thinking that they are wise. This is how the world is wise, but it's not how God is wise. Those who have bitter envy and strife in their hearts are disqualified from thinking that they are wise. In fact, James tells them to neither boast in that wisdom or lie against the truth. He said, you have no reason to boast in your wisdom. If it comes from a heart seeped with self-exalting pride, if that is the case, then claiming to be wise is a bold lie against God's truth because God's word is clear that his wisdom isn't prideful, boastful, or arrogant. This wisdom clearly doesn't come from God. So where then does it come from? The verses 15 and 16 show us. This wisdom doesn't come from heaven, but it is of earth. It isn't spiritual, but sensual. It isn't from God, but Satan. James says that it is earthly, sensual, and devilish. First, it's earthly. He's pointing out that this wisdom doesn't find its origin in heaven, but on this earth. This reminds us that this kind of wisdom is the exact opposite of the good and perfect gifts that come from the Father. It doesn't come from our good, holy Father, but it finds its origin in this world. This wisdom belongs to this world, and it does not come from God. It is also sensual. Now, normally this word refers to something explicitly sexual, but that is not really what James is getting at here. He's describing how this wisdom is totally separated from God. We know this by seeing how this same Greek word is translated in other portions of the New Testament. 1 Corinthians translated as natural to refer both to the man who doesn't know God and to the physical bodies we have now. Then Jude translates it as sensual, describing those who have not the Spirit. When we see this word in light of those other uses, it makes most sense that James is referring to this wisdom as being like the carnal man 
or the false teacher who do not know God. So then when he says this wisdom is sensual, he's saying this wisdom is totally separated from God. The origin of this wisdom isn't God. It's totally separated from God. But the final point in the origin of this wisdom shows that it is totally contrary to God. It is devilish. It is demon-like. To put it more clearly, this wisdom finds its origin in Satan. This is the wisdom that was found in Lucifer when he conspired a plan in heaven to attempt to usurp the throne from God. This is the kind of wisdom that he still has today. The point of all this is absolutely clear. This self-exalting, pride-inflating wisdom is not of God. It may be a kind of wisdom, but it is the wisdom of the world, the flesh, and the devil. You may think that you're wise, but if your wisdom proceeds from a heart that is set on, I'm going to do this so that I might get ahead, it is not God's wisdom. And as we will see in a couple of weeks when we go into James 4, you'll see that the reason this congregation was having so many divisions and strifes was because they did not have this wisdom. They did have this wisdom. They had the wisdom that came from this world. Therefore, there were wars and fightings among them. And in our day, when there are divisions, when there are strifes, it is because we have the wisdom of this world that says, I will do whatever I can and will to get ahead, to put myself first. And that is not the wisdom that comes from God. It is the exact opposite of God's wisdom. This is what verse 16 points out to us. It proves that this wisdom is antithetical to God because of the fruit it produces. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. Where envy and strife are planted, confusion and evil works are the fruit. If you have envy and strife in your heart, then you cannot produce the fruit that God's wisdom produces that we saw in verse 13, which is humbly doing good works. Rather, it's the exact opposite. The envy and strife that is in the heart comes out in the life. It produces confusion in every evil work. Satan first said in his heart that he would be like God, but it came out in what he did. And if we have this kind of wisdom that is self-exalting, it will evidence itself in the same way. So I ask, are you wise according to this standard? You may think, this doesn't apply to me. I don't consider myself to be wise. Remember, wisdom isn't about philosophizing about theories. It is about knowing how to do certain things to reach a certain end. You have more wisdom than you might think. But the question is, do you have God's wisdom or do you have the world's wisdom? Do you do things in your church to get yourself in a better position among the flock? Do you put others down on the job to make yourself look better to the boss? Do you show off the intellect you have so that others will think less of themselves and more highly of you? If we have this wisdom, we do not have God's wisdom. And we will look at the wisdom that comes from God next week, and we'll see that it is the exact opposite of this wisdom, but we first need to examine ourselves and ask, do I have the wisdom of this world? Do I have this self-exalting, pride-inflating wisdom? I ask you, 
What kind of wisdom do you have? Thank you for listening to this week's edition of the Taught by Grace podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, I hope you will consider subscribing and leaving a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to it on. So I hope you will join me next week on the next edition of the Taught by Grace podcast. Thank you.